Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shana, a board-certified coach and trauma healer, a double fire sign, Anagram 7 and 8 generator. I know it's a lot, but I'm here for it. I'm speaking on all the things that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Also fearlessly speaking on important but taboo topics. So prepare for inspiration, no bullshit approach of getting straight to the point. I'll have you thinking and taking action in your life. Here we talk all things brain, womb health, masculine, feminine, polarity and embodiment, dating, sex, pleasure, relationships, spirituality, magic, manifesting, God, and so much more. For more of my offerings, including ways to work with me, self-paced programs, monthly subscription, spells, masterclasses, and even an apothecary of lunar charge in Reiki-infused candles, bath soaks, oils, and more, check out bloomshecky.com. Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen. So today's episode is for women and all the women in your life, even if you are a man, this is amazing to listen to because I will be diving into pregnancy, birth, everything in between because there's so many associated traumas with all of these experiences that often get overlooked and brushed to the side when it needs to be addressed and it needs to be acknowledged. It should be normalized in society. So I'm going to break the ice on some important topics and I really invite you to open yourself up, give yourself permission to heal from these events and I will be giving a trigger moment shortly but really from this episode you can take away why abortions can feel like a traumatic experience, how men can be affected by abortions and pregnancy, how can you help your partner feel closer to the baby and the experience, you know, what is a crucial part of grieving that most people often forget? How pregnancy can lead to internalized mistrust? What are some of the reasons why mothers feel shame after birth? And of course, how does unprocessed birth trauma show up in real life? So this is a heavy topic. I highly recommend that you are either in your home in a safe space or maybe on a walk so that energy is just flowing make sure to be very hydrated especially if you have experienced any of this whether it's an abortion miscarriage or even giving birth and let's dive in so first thing abortion trauma we all know what an abortion is and i've had people ask me what my take on abortion is in my opinion I'm so glad that it's available as a resource to us, regardless of what the, you know, reasoning behind it is, but it is so much on a woman's brain and her body, and it's a lot on a woman's heart. Even if I've had so many clients that have come to me like, Shayna, I fully back the abortion. Like, I'm so glad that I did it. I supported myself through it. I knew it was the right option for me. There was no part of me that wondered maybe I shouldn't do it. But why am I struggling with, why am I struggling after having the abortion, right? Not just hormonally, but mentally, emotionally. Why do I feel so down after doing it? And I just want to say that is very normal. It's not, you know how I say that like period things are common but not normal? This is actually normal. And the reason this happens is yes, the hormonal side effects But also, you have had to make one of the hardest decisions of your life. And even if you fully, fully backed yourself up in that decision, there's this part of you that 
is like very subconsciously that could have had a child right and you for whatever reason I support you no matter what have decided not to have that child and subconsciously that is something that can be very draining if you haven't fully closed that loop and really healed that decision that you had to make and when I say healed I mean, you somatically were able to integrate that decision that happened in your mind of like, I'm going to make this decision. You're able to integrate that decision into your body so that your body isn't on this thought process that's causing fatigue because of a subconscious thought, because your subconscious thoughts affect your body. So if there's subconscious thoughts that are running through your body, it's going to cause you to feel very drained and fatigued. Maybe that's why you're always tired, low libido, lack of creativity, because you're drained from this subconscious loop that you're on. And we have to close that loop and integrate things into your body and also, you know, integrate tools when they pop up during like one-on-one sessions or whatever, so that you're not draining your energy unnecessarily onto something that it doesn't need to be drained to. That's why that happens. Okay. The first thing, no, that's the first thing. Another thing I want to mention is there's the very clear ways that abortion can be traumatic. It could be, you know, heavy bleeding. If you had to have surgery to get the fetus removed, all those things are very traumatic mentally, emotionally, and physically. You have to heal from it, right? Our muscles have so much muscle memory. Even if you consciously and mentally have healed and come around and around and you feel good mentally, that's good. But your muscles are still holding on to that memory of like what you had to go through and that is held in your womb. Our womb is our powerhouse as a woman where our emotions, our creativity, our balance, our groundedness, our abundance, it all lies in there. We hold a lot of emotions in our cervix, the walls of our vagina, in our womb space. So when we go through something involving those areas that are are traumatic and not something anyone wants to go through, right? Let's be fucking real. Would anyone in their right mind raise their hand and be like, I want to go through an abortion. I would like to experience that. No. No one would. Maybe someone's curious, but no one would actually save themselves. I feel sad that I missed out on that experience. No one is saying that. So when you have to unfortunately go through that, and I support you for whatever reason that is, when you have to go through that, your muscles are going through a very emotional and traumatic thing that is then harbored in your body. And that shows up during your period. It can block you from having a baby when you want to have a baby because you're holding this fear in your body still, this unsafety in your womb in your cervix and the walls of your vagina it can affect you during intimacy and sex it can affect you emotionally opening up and trusting yourself and someone else again all those emotions are harboring these blocks these areas in which we feel the most femininity so if you're wanting to receive feminine energy if you're wanting to relax and surrender to your feminine energy how can you when you have all this fear all this pain sitting in these parts of your body right obviously it goes without saying there's like you know hormonal side effects 
of the abortion that need to be worked on so you don't feel like you're on this fucking roller coaster all the time where it's disrupting every other area of your life you don't want to feel like it's disrupting your relationship and on that note actually we forget how much abortions actually affect men granted if a guy's a fuckhead and he's like i don't give a fuck about you blah 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 it's not going to be as traumatic for him way more traumatic for you right and I would still not dismiss that he doesn't care because it's probably his coping mechanism. Most of the time, we can assume that most people are good people, even if they don't have the best way to share or present their goodness to the world, like he's a bit of a dick to you. He probably deep down is a good person, but he doesn't know how to express himself in a proper way, and he has a lot of shit to deal with. So as a result, his trauma response of like, I don't give a fuck, do whatever you want, it's like he shuts down about the abortion, but it'll probably haunt him for the rest of his life, right? That situation is going to haunt him. How he handles it, like, you know, he'll be thinking about it a few years time and it'll eat him up because the thing is men don't want to hurt us. They want to protect us. So when they look back and they think like, damn, I was so mean to her. I didn't protect her. That kills them. So even if you're in a situation where you had an abortion and you were in a loving relationship with an amazing man, for whatever reason it, you know, it was, maybe the baby wasn't viable, maybe you guys weren't in the right position financially, you're too young, whatever. I want to bring this up because I think it's so important to be aware of this. And women, it doesn't mean that I'm diminishing your pain and just trying to help him. It means that you are both having pain. You're both having trauma from the experience of the abortion. It just happens in different ways. It shows in different ways. Obviously, the trauma was on you mentally, physically, physically 100%, mentally and emotionally. For him, it's mentally and emotionally only, right? Not physically. Point being, if you are in a loving relationship, for a lot of men, what can happen when there's a loss of a child, right? Even if it's a miscarriage, Let's tie that into abortion or miscarriage. For him, what happens is he will go into, I need to help her. This wasn't my body, my body, my baby. I don't have any right to be upset about this because it didn't happen to me. It happened to her, right? So what happens is, unfortunately, they put all their focus on you and they take away all the focus from themselves and as you know they harbor all this trauma and it comes out in very unhealthy ways and it can damage a relationship because all this unhealed stuff is coming up and he doesn't know if it's about the abortion or the miscarriage right and he'll never admit that because it didn't quote happen to him right how many women in the media say, oh, it didn't fucking happen to you. Is it your body? It's my body. It's my body. It's my body. It's my body, right? So we're ramming it into men's head that they don't have a say when those things happen. They don't get to feel the pain. They don't get to be sad when there's abortions or miscarriages because it didn't happen to them. And while it's true, it didn't happen to their body. It was their child. It still was their baby. So why I'm bringing this up is to never dim- Sorry, I got cut off because I had an incoming phone call. But ladies, you have your own experience and men have theirs. And it's so important not to diminish either party's experiences. 
And where I think we can really go wrong with pregnancy and the journey of being pregnant and even postpartum is we diminish a man's experience and what he's going through and the journey he's going through because it's not, quote, happening to them, right? And what this does is it immediately creates a separation between the child and the father. Listen to that again. It creates a separation between the child and the father. You don't want to do that. Because it's shown by research that fathers are very important for the upbringing and the health of a child. So what you want to do is you want to do the opposite. You want to make him feel so close to this baby. Because you have to remember for him, he doesn't, like he immediately isn't close. And that's sad for him. That could be really hard for guys because they want to be closer but they can't be because sometimes what what it can feel like is you are the block because your body is blocking him being closer to his child because literally the baby's in your body, right? So what can feel really supportive to men is you really opening up just with saying and reminding him, this is your baby, this is your baby, this is your baby, right? Like just really helping him see like, just because it's growing in your body doesn't mean that the experience isn't happening to him. It's just happening in a different way. You have to think about it in a way of like, you know, it's like, oh my God, I'm a new dad, right? Like they go into working harder, making more money. They go into full protect and provide mode. Their response to it is different. We go into nesting, but we're both doing something that's serving the child, right? We're bettering ourselves, our environment, for that child that's coming into the world, it's just the way that we do it is different. So to circle back to the abortion and miscarriage portion, um, if you have experienced a miscarriage before, I'm gonna I want you to like go back and listen to that again um, about miscarriages. But what was I saying? The abortion piece. Please make sure that you are not diminishing a man's experience through that. It is also very real for men. And obviously, you know, some other examples in which abortions can be traumatic is you feeling 50-50 about the situation and wondering what's the right choice, right? That can be a lot. That can be guilt that eats you up alive. You feel like, oh my God, did I make the right choice after it happened? That needs healing from because that's super draining on your adrenals and on your reproductive energy because you're sending all the energy away from your body into your head so this can actually affect your ability to actually get pregnant in the future because you create this energetic blockage because you have one foot in one foot out with your own body with your own decisions if you didn't grieve yourself going through that that's a really big thing often women will grieve and men will will grieve the baby right but but women don't grieve themselves. They won't grieve what they had to go through. They won't grieve the version of them that they've lost because they can never go back to feeling how they felt, right? Like they can't go back to how they felt before the abortion. They feel like now there's a dent, quote, dent in their life, right? This is the same thing we tell ourselves after an abusive situation like rape or any kind of abuse. I can't go back to how I felt like. 
that is a limiting belief and I want you to know it's fucking bullshit because you can go back I'm telling you I'm guaranteeing you you can go back to how you felt prior to that and not feel so imbalanced anymore I've taken myself through it my clients it's huge it's profound and it's fucking real Hi friends, quick interruption. In today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Let Men Be Men is now open for enrollment. Enrollment closes in June. However, I highly recommend getting in this month in April or even May so that you can join the live portion where we will be meeting once a week for an hour to heal our inner masculine every Tuesday in May at 6 p.m. In addition, upon signing up, you get access to five modules. The first covers what emasculation is. If you don't know what it is, you are most likely doing it. We're going to be talking about feminine versus masculine, the sneaky ways that we do emasculate, and how this shit's actually been ingrained in us. The second goes into recognizing ways that you emasculate, how to stop doing it, and little things that you can be doing day to day. The third dives into things to say instead of emasculating comments, things that I want you to know that men think and want you to know from my survey that I've conducted with men over the past three to four years, and also diving into whether there is an appropriate time to actually emasculate. The fourth, I dive into how to communicate with your lover when you want something and how to help them step up so you're more in a lover energy, not a mother. And of course, the last is building on one of the podcast episodes I did on how men and women date very differently. So this is really about understanding the differences between how men and women date and It is a good episode to listen to even if you're not dating. So if you are a boy mom, if you are a single boy mama or, you know, coupled up, doesn't matter, you know, whether you are dating or married, what have you, this is an amazing program on just learning how to be in your healthy masculine, how to attract amazing men that open doors for you and serve you, whether it's your boss and whatnot, and how to communicate with men effectively and efficiently because we are definitely two entirely different things. So if you want details, link is in the um, show notes, but you can also go to bloomshakti.com under programs. You will see Let Men Be Men. And I can't wait to see you on the other side of ending this silent war with men. And another thing I want to mention is the distrust that can happen in your body when you go through this stuff. Okay. So The distrust is real, especially if you got pregnant when you didn't want to and you felt like you didn't track your cycle well enough or something like that, or you were on the IUD and it betrayed you, or you were on the pill and it betrayed you and you got pregnant anyways, right? You can create this distrust in your body and imagine how else that shows up in all other aspects of your life, your work, your confidence levels, your health with all these other things in your life. Additionally, if you have any shame put on you, either from others or yourself because of religious beliefs or other people's opinion, that can be really fucking hard to have on your shoulders too. And often we forget that, especially when we want or need an abortion. And that's also something important to look at And give yourself permission to heal and let go of. Because 
No one else can make this decision for you. No one else gets a say. They're not in your mind. They're not you. And whatever it is that you did for you was the right choice, even if it was a hard one. So just to remember, this goes along with everything else, and I'm about to get into birth trauma. When you don't when you don't clear the grief, all that mental, emotional stagnation, I want you to think of it as like this constant open valve where you're thinking about it consciously or subconsciously. You're feeling it. You're dreaming about it. And then it's then draining your resources, right? Like your resources are being spent up. So it's this open valve that's draining your energy. Then it causes things like fatigue, insomnia, right? It causes this because you are mulling over something that you can't fix, that you're trying to find a solution for. So you're spending all your energy on those things. It's draining your life force energy, your creativity, your sexual energy, because you're focused on the past, right? And that means you can't be in the present. You can't think about the future. And the more energy that you lose, the more it drains your adrenals, your health, and the more it drains your adren- uh, reproductive energy, right? The blood flow going to your reproductive organs. So if you want to get pregnant, have a healthy cycle, have a healthy period, right? It's going to be compromised because of these energy drains that are very real. This isn't a woo-woo thing. This is a real fucking thing. And not to mention the connection that can be lost or dented with your body that will really influence how you trust yourself, how you feel yourself, whether you trust yourself, whether how you feel when you show up in sex, the safety or lack of safety, how you feel about getting pregnant, how do you feel about your decision-making process. All these things are then affecting you sometimes years later. And it's not just a procedure or a pill. It's something that can be on your mind and in your body for years if you don't give yourself the permission to actually heal this. Sometimes when things are normalized in society like abortions, it's it's a good thing. But the bad side is we don't understand the severity of it. We blow it off, diminish, and gaslight ourselves. And we don't give ourselves the permission piece of doing the healing work. Like, I I just had an abortion. I just took a pill. What's the big deal? It's a big deal. It is a big deal. And I don't want you to induce yourself with shame. Like, oh my god, it's a big deal. And I didn't make it a big deal. That's not what I'm fucking talking about, okay? I'm talking about you giving yourself permission to actually feel and validate anything you're still feeling or thinking in regards to an abortion you had. So... Obviously, how the abortion like affects you, the trauma, that is heavily influenced by the process, the support level, the person that you had the child with. If it was a one-night stand, you know, if it was a long-term partnership. But no matter what, abortion trauma is real, and I'm here to support you in it. So let's dive into birth trauma here. Obviously, without saying, you can go into a birth with a birth plan, and it doesn't go to plan, Right? If you cannot speak your truth at the best of times, how do you expect yourself to advocate for yourself at a time of immense stress and trauma? You can't. And if you say that like, oh, I want to have a home birth 
and I can advocate for myself. And something else that can happen with this, I'm not like pro or against anything, right? I mean, obviously I'm pro least drugs possible, but I'm also pro you doing what feels right for you. So if that means you need an epidural, then get a fucking epidural because you need to stay alive and you need your baby to stay alive. You don't need your body to break in half. Anyways, point being, if you're like, I'm going to have a home birth, great. But what if in the home birth, you're hitting a point where you're like, I don't want to do this. I want to go to the hospital, right? What if you not advocate? What if you don't advocate for yourself because you've told yourself that's like the wrong thing to do? Or you're like, I'm, I have to have a home birth that you don't allow yourself to speak up when you're like, I am done. Take me to a hospital, right? Like what are, what about those things? There's a lot of components that go into birth. And when I see clients that have trauma from birth, what it's generally about is the birth didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. And they notice it in their day-to-day life, how they feel. But most importantly, they're noticing it in their connection to their child. So for example, I had a client who got pregnant out of a one night stand and basically the dad like disappeared. She grew up in a pretty religious home. So there was a lot of like dogma and shame and all that shit from religion itself. But then it was even more and she was hyper masculine because she had to provide for this child herself and she absolutely despised her own child despised is an understatement she literally called her child a bastard and that is why it's so important to do this work because it's not just about us it's about our ancestors it's about our descendants and we ended up figuring out some other stuff you know with her relationship with her mother and this also correlated to like the kinds of job opportunities she was getting Everything is connected, you guys. I am the shit when it comes to making connections. And sometimes those connections don't make sense, even to me. But a lot of times when you heal one thing, it has a ripple effect and fixes everything else. But anywho's, so let's say you are giving a home birth and you're so exhausted and you couldn't do like skin to skin or you didn't advocate skin to skin, right? Every person, every country, every experience is different. So now you feel like it's affecting your connection with your child, right? And I want to go back to the whole child connection to the parent. So it affects the child, but it also affects you. That shame, guilt, and what if can actually eat you alive. And not to mention the birth isn't something you forget. Obviously, it's a big fucking deal. And if you, like your mind is constantly replaying what you didn't get to do, that's a lot to carry. That's heavy. Right? So you want to make sure that your body is actually able to release what it didn't get to release and get what it didn't get during that experience of the birth. Because no matter what happens in the birth, birth is traumatic on your body physically, mentally, and emotionally. Even if you had the most beautiful, primal, fucking amazing birth, that's amazing. And I'm glad you got to experience that but it's still traumatic, right? Birth is a major trauma. The end, period. Any kind of massive change and quick change in your life is also, it can also be traumatic because you have to think about all trauma is a moment in time, a collection of moments in time 
when your body felt unsafe. And underneath that umbrella of feeling unsafe is anxiousness, stress, uneasy, insecurity, second-guessing yourself, all these kind of things. It's where you don't feel strong and strong like in your in the direction of where you're going, right? So when you have this newborn child and your whole life has changed, your whole day has changed, your relationship has changed, you have changed, your body's changed. No matter how self-aware you are, how much you love yourself, it is a huge, huge, huge thing that you have gone through. And it is very fair for it to be hard. So fucking fair for it to be hard. It doesn't help when we have expectations on ourselves, don't allow help, don't know how to express our needs, don't release trauma, so it just like piles up. All those things don't help. And that's why I say, if you can heal your shit before you have a child, please fucking do it. It takes a huge load off when you're postpartum. Because you know those moments when you have like all those little things and then just that one thing that's like the thing that broke the broke the camel's back, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? That's what postpartum's like. Everything builds up. And that's like the moment that can make or break you. It makes the journey so easy for you, your partner, your baby. So please do this work before you've had a child, if possible. If you've had a kid, you've already done it, you can still do it. But the earlier that you do it, the better. Like as soon as you have a child in your life or children in your life, you automatically have more on your plate, which means like all the gunk there, you're going to bottle over more quickly because you're already 50% full of shit, right? So when you add another 50% of drama with kids, fights with husband, admin, house shit, whatever, right? Then you're going to blow. You're going to get to 100% a lot sooner. So another thing I want to talk about with the birth is It is vital for every single mother, in my opinion, um, to release through trauma work what she didn't get to in the moment of the birth, right? You're in a whirlwind and often women don't necessarily process the birth because their adrenaline is so high, right? And then afterwards, they're now in this whole... I'm a mother, right? Like there's no time for you, no space for you to process what happened. And women never process their births correctly. Maybe you've mentally thought about it when you're on the toilet for five minutes for in peace, right? Or you dreamt about it or you're in the bath. But you somatically, your body hasn't processed it. Because the, once the body, I mean, once the body, once the baby comes out, like your body is now a machine, right? It has to keep your baby alive. And now you're trying to breastfeed and process your emotions, and maybe your breastfeeding isn't even successful, right? Like, your body is just, like, a machine, a mechanism for this human being. So where in that does your body get to somatically process the trauma? It doesn't, so it stays inside. And that's why it's so important to do this work, because if not, we keep those memories stored in our pussy, our heart, our womb, our mind, and it shows up in resistance to let go in our relationships, in lack of creative energy, low libido, painful sex, fighting with your husband for no reason, 
being on edge, all these kind of things happen because we are disconnected from our bodies. If you're breastfeeding, you become a machine, right? Your body's no longer yours. It like belongs to this baby. As soon as the baby wants the boob, he or she is on the boob, right? There's no choice. You don't have a say. Baby gets what baby wants. So what can happen is women and mothers start to disconnect themselves as a coping mechanism from their body and their sexual energy. Because prior to being a mother, your breasts were purely for sex, for pleasure, for desire, for polarity. Now your breasts are for feeding. They're for nourishment. Now you feel like, as women say, I'm a fucking cow. All I'm good for is you know, breastfeeding my child and that's it. Like I'm not good for sex or anything else. So the coping mechanism for a lot of women is to disconnect and that disconnect creates a disconnection in yourself, your sexuality, your sensuality, your femininity, your magnetism, your polarity, and most importantly, your connection with your partner and with yourself. Then you go on to, you know, into the spiral of like, I'm not good enough. I'm fucking up my relationship. Everything's falling apart. And you can see how it's just this domino effect of one thing after another as you are just trying to cope because there's a lack of support in quickly eliminating the things that are causing a disconnection. So yeah, maybe you need to allocate an hour to be away from the baby so you can do some healing work, but that hour is going to buy you millions of more hours. It's going to save your relationships, your connection to your body, your confidence, your mental health, right? All these things are going to be saved by you giving yourself an hour. And often when women become moms, they're so bad at allocating time for themselves because they're like, I'm in mother mode, protect mode, provide mode, right? Like I need to do all this for my child. I don't need to do it for myself. I'm fine. What we forget to understand is you provide better to your children and to your partner when you are full, when you have provided for yourself, right? It takes a village to raise a baby. We used to, as women, all breastfeed the new child when we were in communities. It wouldn't just be the mother. It would be all the women that are mothers that are producing breast milk. What that meant is that the child was not getting a lack of nourishment at any moment in time. And the mom could rest. Now what we've done as a society is we've become so disconnected. We don't ask for help. We see it as a sign for of weakness. We want to do everything ourselves. Girl boss, I could do everything. Miss independent. We wear burnout as a badge of honor. We wear victimhood as a badge of honor. And what happens is... No one fucking wins. No one wins. That community aspect, that village aspect is so vital in you feeling like you can recover, process, integrate, heal from that experience. So like I was saying, after the birth, you need to be able to integrate that into your body. How does that happen if you're feeding a child? Back in the day, you'd be able to because the other women would look after your child. So you would have time to integrate, to process all that happened in the birth. But women are trying to do everything themselves, expecting themselves to do it all. They're not asking for help. And therefore, we're also not healing in the process. 
we're becoming worse versions of ourselves because we're not allowing ourselves time and space and help in our lives, right? So feminine leadership in every aspect of life is asking for help and receiving help so you can have time to be in your body. And this is something that I actually helped to do in Shakti Alchemy. And honestly, Shakti Alchemy is my signature program. Seven weeks, we meet for two hours a week, plus you get all this amazing recorded content. I'm always adding in there, you know, new things in there too. It is so worth it. It is the best work you will ever do. And you're never going to have to take another fucking program or anything. Maybe you need like a top off, you know, session here and there. But it's going to fucking change your life. And you get a discount on one-on-one sessions. So it's a no-brainer. So like I was saying, the help piece is so important because when we don't process, women get angry at their bodies. And that anger also creates disconnect in themselves with their child with their partner, when we have this lack of space and healing, we can put a lot of that stress that we're feeling towards our stress, ourself, put it instead on ourselves to our partner, right? Like we start resenting him of like, oh my God, he gets to work and he gets to do shit in peace and have time for himself. That resentment can actually eat up the relationship. So you could see how all these factors can be heavily reduced or eliminated by giving yourself permission to heal what needs to be healed. So to wrap up everything, basically what I've been saying this whole episode, okay? Permission for us women to realize that going through anything like an abortion, a miscarriage, and or a birth is something that we need to get ourselves to do work around. Give ourselves permission to heal. And you don't need six months of it. You just need like an hour or two, okay? But you need to give yourself that. Otherwise, it's going to bleed into other areas of your life. And then you'll go down this shame spiral of I should have fixed this sooner. So I really hope that in this episode, you've actually felt empowered to get ahead of things in the future so that you don't play catch up later, right? Or, Or like, I wish I did this sooner. I hate myself. You don't want to be there, okay? And I was going to talk a little about postpartum, but I think I'm actually going to do that another episode. I'll do another episode on that and maybe integrate it with business stuff because that's like you can set yourself up for major success and use postpartum as like your rebirth. Um, I've helped a couple clients with it and I know what works and what's not helpful. So yeah. And I also want to share that if this episode really, you know, hit you, hit home for you, then check out Womb Temple. Womb Temple is my program all about periods and stuff. And it's about balancing your hormones and making sure you have a period, how to you know, sync up with your period, how to, um, eat certain foods during your period, what kind of workouts you should do. And there's also a lot of like hip opening and womb clearing stuff, you know, got to get rid of that fuck boy dick energy and just really connecting and clearing your womb because your womb is your house of intuition. It is your, 
powerhouse, your creativity, your abundance. So that's why this is an important part to connect. This is an important and integral part of ourselves that we need to connect to. So that's all I have for you today. Check out Womb Temple. Go to bloomshakti.com. Programs, courses, Womb Temple's always open. If you are a people pleaser and don't know how to advocate for yourself, then maybe you want to get into Boundary Queen. If you want to cover a little bit of both, then I highly recommend getting into Shakti Alchemy. We start in June, so it is open for enrollment. It's only going to be open three times a year. I'm taking a beautiful group of women, you know, together on that journey, and I'm super excited about it. So I hope you have a lovely rest of the weekend and weekend. I'm recording this on the weekend. I hope you have a lovely week. And at the time of this recording, today is April 16, 2023. And we're officially in the Mercury retrograde shadow period. So Mercury retrograde starts on April 21st. And on the 19th, we have a new moon. So I will be conducting a new moon Mercury retrograde protection spell. And this will help to ease things with your communication, technology, what have you. So if you want to check that out, bloomshakti.com, go under monthly spells and pro, um, masterclasses and you'll see it there. And yeah, that's what's going on right now. And if you're not already subscribed to my newsletter, please make sure to do so. If you go on my homepage, bloomcheckly.com, you just enter your email and you get access to a ton of amazing content. And it is also saved as a blog on my website. So quick, easy read, but I do add a little more in my emails. And if you haven't noticed, I am rebranding. Reason being, I want cream neutral colors because it is so much more relaxing and grounding for your nervous system and I want that for all of us. So I'm just trying to do my part to help you in that, you know, amongst all the fucking scrolling that you probably do, I want to be able to help you and ease and transition. So yeah, there you have it. Please feel free if you connected with me and this episode to do an Apple podcast review. Make sure to screenshot it and send it to me via email at bloomshakthehealing at gmail.com and I will send you a exclusive healing track just for that review. So all my love to you. I will talk to you all next week. I hope this episode has left you feeling empowered and you're walking away with wisdom and action steps. I would really appreciate if you could share this episode with someone that you feel would benefit. Maybe even tag me on Instagram and definitely do an Apple podcast review so that more people can find me and I can fulfill my mission of helping people. Also, if you do an Apple podcast review, make sure to take a screenshot so that you can email it to bloomshakyhealing at gmail.com and and receive an exclusive track just for doing the Apple podcast review as my thank you to you for that wonderful energy exchange.